This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Netroots Nation, the first time we've been able to gather in person in what, I guess about two years, two, two three years. Two. Uh, and so we have with us now a good brother. He's been with us before. I think the last time we talked, we even got to get caught up on that. Uh, we talked about the, uh, the player strike in, uh, MLB and, um, Mike Elk is with us of payday report. Mike, how are you, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, it was great to be out here today. It's great weather here in Pittsburgh. It I, is. I, I live here. And so it's exciting to see all these folks coming to town. It was, it was cool. It was cool here when I got up this morning though. It was like cold. I was like, maybe I should have yeah. brought a jacket, but then it got warm. Yeah. I mean, if you get, you get a bit nippy here, but this is unusual for this time of year to get like this nippy. Uh, I mean, we have this dog here. You can't see him. He's in a frame, but, uh, Scott. Hey dog. What's up, man? Yeah. He <laughs> just got. I think he woke him up. He's the, he from, out of from uh, Puerto Rico. Oh, you did? And he's really cold. <laughs> what made you go to, I mean, did you play in, did you go to Puerto Rico no, to get him or did there's, you? There's, there's a group that brings dogs up from Puerto Rico. So there's an exchange, you know, that, uh, you know, we like to joke in Pittsburgh, there's the Clemente connection. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed it, but you know, Clemente is essentially the patron saint of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, you see, you know, you have the bridge right over there. Right, you have right, the mural right. right over there. You see him up in every sports bar. And growing up as kids, you know, they always taught us, particularly the baseball coaches, you know, like what would Clemente do and that kind of stuff. So one of my friends was saying, oh, well, you got to think, what would Clemente do if there was an opportunity to foster a dog from there? You know, as a matter of fact, um, I was on the elevator because a lot of Boston people in town for the, for the pirates, yeah. for the Red Sox pirates. And everybody's up that ballpark. That is the most, probably most beautiful view in MLB. And these were some of the Fenway faithful who were saying this and agreeing with right. me. It's like, I mean, they, they live in Fenway, but they were like, Charles this is Pierce of Esquire, you know, he's a Fenway guy and he's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. No, it's the view and the Roberto Clemente bridge, but look, well, let's, let's stay on baseball for a minute. We've not talked. Uh, we talked while the strike was going on yeah. or the lockout. It was clearly was not yeah. a strike. It was a lockout. Um, it was resolved. We haven't talked since then. Was, was no. it, you think it was resolved in the best interest? I don't think entirely in the best interest. I mean, there's still a lot going on. I mean, obviously you have this stuff with the international draft bull happening. Right. And the talk. Um, and obviously, you know, they didn't address a lot of these issues related to minor leaguers at all. Uh, we just saw, you know, there was a $150 million yeah. class yeah. action lawsuit settled. Uh, about paying minor leaguers minimum wage. So we're seeing a lot of organizing. And it wouldn't surprise me if in a couple of years, we're looking at a minor league players union. I mean, you already have advocates for minor leaguers. You already have minor leaguers winning uh, the right to spring training pay, winning the right to housing. Uh, and so that's some serious momentum. So it wouldn't surprise me uh, if you're seeing that in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, it would be about time. Um, what else have you been looking at, especially with regards to, um, what we're seeing with the economy yeah. and job. Um, it looks like jobs, at least the numbers on the surface look like they're coming back, but how's that affecting wages and unions? 
Well, obviously, inflation's really bad right now. We're looking at eight, nine percent, uh, and you're seeing companies offering one, two percent raises. So you're seeing a lot more. You're going to start seeing, I think, a lot more strikes related to inflation because you know these wage increases aren't going to keep up with them. And you know we've, we're already seeing a record level of strikes. You know, since the beginning of the pandemic, my site paydayreport.com, we've tracked more than 2,100 strikes uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. So we're in a, a big high period. And more increasingly, you know, what's the number now? Do you know, is there a current number that you have right now that's, that are happening right this minute? Uh, I don't know exactly how many are happening right this moment. Okay. Um, but, you know, there, there's a fair amount happening right now. I mean, we're seeing, you know, two, more than two or three strikes every day. And they're not always about rages. Uh, for instance, there's a pizza chain in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, where the workers went out over racist treat by managers. You know, and so we're seeing a huge uptick in retail organizing. We've seen more than 300 Starbucks organized since the beginning of the year. Uh, we're starting to see some momentum at places like Chipotle. Uh, we're seeing momentum in places like Amazon. But these companies are fighting back ferociously and bitterly. And, uh, you know, it, they're going to put up a fight too. I mean, we're seeing, you know, Starbucks is closing stores for folks organized. They're firing lots of folks. Yeah. Uh, I know they fired something like over two dozen folks. So, you know, these employers aren't going to take this sitting down. So I mean, we're going to have some real fights ahead. Uh, and I, I, I think, you know, as a labor reporter, you know, I've been a labor reporter for 15 years. My father was a young organizer. I spent all my life in the labor movement, but I've never seen such an exciting time as now. And I just don't quite know how, where it's going to go next, but I think there's something has, has happened in this country. I think during the pandemic and Good. after it, uh, particularly, I mean, if you look at the really young folks right now, uh, you know, I'm 36, but younger than that, you know, folks in there. 20s, you know, folks who are your son age, they're very, very progressive. Mm -hmm. They're very radical. Um, and I, I think you're going to see big change for a long time to come. When you talk about places like Starbucks, yeah. uh, Amazon, it, 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 are, are we making inroads finally? I, yeah. mean, I know it's been, okay. I mean, I mean we're seeing uh, today uh, Amazon uh, labor union filed for another union election at a facility in Albany, in New York. But they, they have to do that, what, state by state or facility by facility? They have to do facility right. by facility, yes. which has its pluses and minuses. I mean, cause, and I think that that always makes it tough to understand what's happening in the labor movement. Right. Because it happens in one small workplace and another. And trying to look at the aggregate, you get a better sense of what's occurring there. Uh, so, you know, you have uh, this happening state by state. You have in Kentucky, there's going to be... You know, they're trying really hard to form a union there. I've been talking to those at the Amazon in Kentucky and Campbellsville, Kentucky. I've been talking to the organizers there and they're facing a ferocious anti-union battle. Yeah. So we're really seeing these companies gear up to fight. I mean, you know, we did a story with Labor Lab, which is a public, which is a publication that tracks union busters. And you're seeing uh, the majority of hirings of union busters. Some of it is federally tracked occurs at facilities where there's no reunion drives going on. So companies are already preemptively thinking about this. And if you look at the literature coming out of the union avoidance community, that's what they call themselves, union avoidance <laughs> or union bust. Uh, you definitely have that going on. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
What about Starbucks? What's what's our status with Starbucks and well, Starbucks is refusing to bargain. They're saying they're never going to get a contract. You know, uh, a CEO of Starbucks is saying, you know, over my dead body. But I mean, look at Chipotle, right? Uh, Chipotle organized the first Chipotle in Augusta, Maine, and immediately Chipotle said, "Oh, you know what? We're going to close it." So wow, you're seeing these companies because fear and those kind of tactics work. I mean, you know. Or, there's all these things about, you know, we've organized 300 Starbucks, but, you know, 20% of the Starbucks union elections they've lost approximately, I think a little bit less than that. And there's plenty of Starbucks where people haven't because they have fired people. They have closed down whole stores. So, you know, they use, you know, they use these fear tactics because they work. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. Obviously, I don't think there's any way you're ever going to get a union contract at Starbucks unless you have a massive nationwide strike at those kind of mm-hmm. Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, uh, you know, obviously Starbucks Workers United is very, uh, done a lot of great works, but, uh, you know, that's SEIU and, you know, SEIU has no strike fund, uh, and doesn't cool off serious strikes in my opinion. So I, I don't know. I don't know if we're there yet, but I, I think, you know, you're seeing more and more strikes. I think on Saturday, there's going to be what they call a sip in here. Mm-hmm. They encourage people to go to a Starbucks and sip in and just fill up. A sip in. A sip in. Um, but I mean, honestly, and we talked about this before, that's what we need. We need the consumers to show more of an interest. I mean, we, we all, everybody's addicted to Starbucks. Yeah. But people don't think what that addiction does to his workers. Amazon, we're all addicted to Amazon, and we don't always think well, about. Amazon is, is in a very vulnerable position. There was an article in the Washington Post earlier this week about TikTok stars. That there's a group of stars that have something over, like a combined 51 million viewers that are now going after Amazon. Wow. And Amazon internally is really worried about what that means in terms of their ability to attract influencers, because there are alternatives to Amazon. I mean... You know, and, and so I think, you know, you're going to, ha- I think in my opinion, you're more likely to see a union contract at Amazon first before you would at Starbucks. Wow. Because think about Amazon right now is they can't build those warehouses, those facilities fast enough. They can't afford to shut down a single one of those facilities. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're try- they can't build them fast enough. Right. right Whereas right. Starbucks, yeah, Starbucks can close a couple dozen stores here and there. They have a couple thousand nationwide, you know, mm-hmm. once a couple stores here and there, mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. if it means defeating the union, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you have that dynamic there. How are things here in the city in terms of the politics in Pittsburgh and everything? Well, I think, you know, the, the political model here in, in Pittsburgh has been completely upended. Uh, we're going to see Summer Lee, uh, Congress. The next congresswoman from Pennsylvania, from, Pitt, the, from Pittsburgh, uh, first black woman ever elected to Congress from the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, also, my high school track mate. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so getting to cover her has been has been extra fun. Um, That's great. You know, we went to the last high school in Pennsylvania under federal integration order. Mm. It was a mixed race school, and we were also a football powerhouse. So we went to the state championship twice when I was there. What was, what was the name of your high school? Woodland Hills. Okay. So I went with Steve Breston and Ryan Mundy. Okay. Rob Rankowski came a few years after us. Wow. Okay. And so there was a lot of school. You play, did you, you play ball? Yeah. For a couple of years. Yeah. What? Football? Yeah. Uh, you play baseball? I played baseball. You played baseball? Okay. But I, I played football for like a couple of years in like junior high and prior to that, but then high school, no, I played baseball in high school. Okay. Um, but you know, if you look at, uh, uh, what's happening right now is you know, f- four years ago, Summerlee and Sarah Murado ran a race against two state reps that were old guard incumbent Democrats, mm-hmm. beat them, 
Uh, Summer Lee beat her candidate date uh, two to one. And then Summer didn't stop there. She formed a group called Unite uh, and started recruiting candidates to take on the old guard here. Uh, first, they knocked off um, a couple county council members, mm-hmm. a couple of judges. Uh, they knocked off the, the uh, uh, countywide county council president. Uh, and then uh, previously, last year, uh, Ed Ganey, uh, first black mayor of Pittsburgh knocked off a corporate Democrat who was pretty antagonistic towards, right. you know, uh, black folks here in the city. Right. Uh, and then, you know, Summer got elected this year, despite APAC spending $4.5 million against her. She won with 740 votes, uh, which was incredible. Uh, you know, I went to high school over and I know some people that went door to door that really feel like, oh, That's we good. won this thing, you know, That's when good. you win with 700 votes. Right. So we're coming into a period, um, of just sort of, I think, a new political awakening here in Pittsburgh. I think it's good that Netroots is here because there's a lot of lessons to be learned here about taking on the machine and I think about sticking to, you know, really kind of a, um, an intersectional approach to organizing, a very multiracial, uh, I think Summer would say multi-generational approach uh, to organizing there. Uh, and so I think, you know, there's a lot of really exciting things happening in the city. Obviously, I'm a hometown kid and I yeah, love it. It's great. I- I'm with, uh, you know, here in Pittsburgh, uh, we call ourselves Yinzers. Yinzers? Yinzers. Yinzers. What, is that? what does that mean? Well, it's just say, y'all, we'd say, hey, Yinz, go down the bogan. <laughs> yinz. Instead of y'all, we'll say Yinz. That's okay. I'm, I didn't know that. I have to, look, I have to get up on that. Yeah. Right, so we, we'll say Yinz, like, hey, Yinz, want to come over to my house and have a beer, you know? Uh, it's, and, it's, and, and, and he asked me that, y'all, so I feel like I'm a part of it because yeah. we're going to go to ball game yeah. at some point this weekend. Well, it was funny. I was in Southern California uh, a couple months ago and I was talking to, you know, this Latino couple and I said, Yins, and they looked at me like, oh, some sort of epitaph. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, lastly, uh, well, what about Fetterman? Is, is he, is he good or what? I think mixed bag. Really? Yeah, I mean, well, but we need him more than Oz. I mean, we can. Yeah, we yeah. Can, obviously, obviously, he's malleable. obviously, he'll be good as a fifty-first vote. But I think people painting him as a Jesus or a Messiah will will be easily disappointed. I mean, this is a guy who was pro fracking. Um, you know, he moved in as a trust fund kid into the neighborhood where Summer Lee grew up. He never backed Summer in any of her races. Mm. Didn't even congratulate her on what she won. Um, on top of that, you know, he he's uh, totally against Palestinian justice. He has come out against it. He's come out against having any conditions on aid to Israel. Uh, he's, uh, I mean, he pulled a gun on an unarmed black guy. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I heard about it. Malcolm Kenyatta just walked by, by the way, folks. Nice. Guy. Yeah. He, he, he acknowledged that in one of the debates. Yeah. And, and he's done that. And, and not only that, you know, UPMC here, uh, we have university of Pittsburgh medical center. Right. If you can't see it's right behind you. Uh-huh. A uh, big, tall black building. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, it's I see a it. nonprofit corporation. It's the largest employer in Pennsylvania and it's not taxed because it's nonprofit. And, you know, when they came time for, you know, there, there was a debate over, you know, a lawsuit to tax them. Fetterman came out against taxing them. So every time, whether it's on fracking, whether it's on taxing UPMC, whether it's supporting Summer Lee, uh, Fetterman has always run from the fight, uh, in my experience. Mm. And even now he won't say anything about single pairs. So obviously, you know, he, he'd be much better than Pat Toomey. Uh, but I would caution progressives from really seeing him as a champ. I mean, he's going to be someone that I think they're going to have a hard time with in a lot of ways. Yeah. So he's got to be, he's got to be held accountable for sure. Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea 
innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Mike Elk, paydayreport.com. I have the website right. Sounds good. Folks, you all be sure to check it out. If you see me from the ballpark, I'll probably be with Mike. Beautiful ballpark, PNC Park. We're here in Pittsburgh for Netroots Nation 2022. We're back together again. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.